Got a case of the Mondays? This is your through thick and skin pick-me-up. We are giving you an extra taste of what we do best. Megan dropping her pearls of wisdom. And Erin answering all of your skincare and injectable questions from her weekly Instagram live. Hey everybody, this is Megan. Mm, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people don't want to talk about or they like talking about money. Money, honey. Money. Taking responsibility for our finances will improve our self-esteem and decrease our anxiety. Now, I'm not going to get all Suze Orman on you and tell you how to be a financial planner or any of that shit. That is not my wheelhouse and I am not equipped to offer that advice. But what I'm saying is that each of us today has a present set of financial circumstances. So we have a certain amount of money in the bank and money that's owed to us. We have a pile of bills to pay. We have taxes to pay, all that stuff. Those are our present financial circumstances. So no matter what the details are, acceptance, gratitude, and self-responsibility will lessen the stress that comes with finances. So if you have a lot of money in the bank, awesome. You know, if you have little money in the bank, it can be pretty challenging, but when you have that attitude of acceptance, gratitude, and self-responsibility, it's going to lessen the stress that comes with all your finances. So each of us today has a financial future. There are a few future aspects of our life we can control, but one part we can play in assisting our future is setting goals. So we don't have to obsess about our goals. We don't have to constantly watch and mark our progress towards them, but there is something beneficial to think about our goals and write them down. For me personally, the power of pen to paper is unmatched. I have over the past 14 years amassed probably 10 like journals filled page cover to cover with just thoughts, ideas. I mean, stream of consciousness writing is what it's called. So what are your goals? Are your goals to make a certain amount of money a month? Are your goals to have a cleaning lady come out once a week? Are your goals is to pay off your debt, whatever it is? I mean, just write it down. You know, we have all this shit swirling in our head, but get it to paper. There's something about the pen to the paper that gives it way more power. So ask yourself this. What do you want to happen in your financial future? What financial problems would you like to solve? Those would be good prompts to this journal writing. What bills do you want to get rid of? What do you want to be earning per month? What do you want to be earning at the end of the year, next year, five years from now? And then the next after you write all this stuff out, are you willing to work for your goals and trust the universe will guide you to get you to those goals? So first things first, pay your bills on time. Don't dodge creditors, contact them. Be, just be straight up, honestly. Tell them you're broke, but you want to make right. <laughs> then make those arrangements with these creditors who are hollering at you. Do your best today to take responsibility for your finances. Set goals for the future. Let Then you let go of the money and concentrate on living. You got to take responsibility for your financial affairs, okay? That doesn't mean making balling ass money. This means having enough self-respect to take a look at your money, to open up your mail. Because it can be really hard sometimes to open up mail if you're really embarrassed about what's going on. But first things first, take a look at it. You got to take responsibility because taking responsibility for the finances enables us to take focus off the money. It frees us to do our work, share our gifts with everybody and live the life that we want because we deserve to have the self-esteem and the peace that comes with financial responsibility. So this pearl of wisdom isn't say get money or die trying. It's just more like get stuff on paper, have enough self-respect and you'll never know what will happen your financial goals might come true. So that's this week's Pearl of Wisdom from your girl, Megan. And now I'm going to pass it over to my sister, Erin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's live Q&A. It's Erin Jensen. You guys must know this by now. I am the aesthetic director at the Treatment Skin Boutique, and I'm here to answer all of your skincare questions. I love that recently we have been putting up the little question box beforehand. 
So even if you can't attend the live, you are able to ask your questions and then I will get to as many as I can. We are again recording this for a podcast, a weekly podcast. Um, me and my sister, our podcast through Thick and Skin, we will be releasing two episodes a week now. Uh, you're going to have this live available. It should be available the next upcoming Monday. We might be one week behind, but there's also an extra special little bonus from Megan because you know you do not want an episode without Megan joining in. Again, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for joining live. So if you guys have any questions, please ask them below. I had quite an eventful morning. I went to go start my car with my 18 kids inside of it with all their school shit, and my car battery was dead. So I had to call AAA. The tow truck driver was super nice. The battery was so dead, so it had to be replaced. If you guys listen to our podcast, you would know we interviewed my dad, um, our dad, me and Megan's dad, and he is a he owned a tow yard, a junkyard, and he was a tow truck driver for a long time. So one life tip is if you ever need to call AAA or you need a tow, you should tip your tow truck driver, okay? They work really hard, so make sure you tip your tow truck driver. Life tip, life skill. Okay, um, so I got to work just right on time to see about 49 patients today. Lots of cheek and chin filler going on. Um, even though the masks are on and off, I think everyone just needs that really, really good rejuvenation. Okay, let's get to the questions. Let's get straight to the questions. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I am just dying over here on all the questions. Okay, so funny. Let me get to them. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, this is a great question. Our first question is, how long does it typically take to see results from retinol or tretinoin? So um, for your guys' information, retinol is a retinoid, it's a vitamin A derivative that turns over dead skin cells faster. So it's really helpful to help rejuvenate the skin, help with anti-aging, help with acne, because if you turn over dead skin cells faster, there's less dead skin to clog your pores. Typically for acne, it can take up to 12 weeks to see results at such a long time, right? Minimum of four weeks. Oftentimes I will see patients and they will say, my Retin-A didn't work. I used it for a week and my acne is still the same. Well, boo, you did not give it enough time. Okay, so what you wanna do is that you wanna try to make sure you are using it consistently. Sometimes retinol tretinone can cause a little bit of redness or a little bit of irritation. If that's the case, please feel free to take a break, use moisturizers, cortisone cream if necessary to make things more comfortable, and then you can start back up with it every other day or every third day. But usually for acne, you gotta give it four to 12 weeks to start working. Anti-aging purposes, same thing. With retinol tretinone, you just have to trust the process. Using Retin-A is not gonna make all your wrinkles go away, but your skin should start to look smoother after about four to six weeks, but give it 12 weeks for maximum effect. And honestly, just if you incorporate it into your lifelong routine, you will be thankful. I have seen patients, they've been using Retin-A for 20, 30 years, and their skin really just looks so much better than the patients that have not. And if you have sensitivity or irritation, come talk to us, one of our estheticians, and we can walk you through how to get used to it, or there are other non-retinol retinoid options that you might be, um, that might benefit you. Okay, next question. Oh, this is so nice. So the next question is, did you do your brows differently? Uh, if you guys have been following here long enough, you would know that I am not a makeup person at all, but I finally went and saw Mallory. She is bear underscore OC, Mallory at Sweeter Than Honey in Newport. Everyone goes to her for everything. Jackie, Megan, she does everyone, and I was the last holdout because I am just really busy and I didn't take time to prioritize that. So she actually tinted my brows and shaped them. I didn't do any lamination, 
but I just really love how they turned out. So if you're looking for a brow girl, she also does waxing and spray tan, check out Mallory Bear underscore OC. She is amazing. Okay, next question. Are you hiring if so, what, for what positions? At the treatment, we are literally always hiring. We are so busy, we are growing so rapidly, and just when one position fills in, one of our girls gets accepted to PA school or goes back to college or someone gets pregnant and has a baby, and we are always looking for amazing candidates to join the treatment team. And I will tell you this, I've said this before on lives and podcasts, if I meet someone and they are so amazing and I am blown away by them, I will find a position for them or they will be at the top of my list. I literally have a notes app or a notes in my notes app that is, you know, people I know, you know, or just like a list of standout people, what they do, what they're all about. Uh, so I hope that I can incorporate them into my life somehow. Right now, let's see, we are looking for, I think medical assistants and Claremont and Newport our host position, which is this awesome coordinator where you make sure that the a client experience is going really well for all the patients. We are looking for that, I think, at all the offices. Um, and biggest news, we are looking for a uh, boutique manager at our Newport Beach location. We usually don't promote um, our, I guess, um, management positions because we oftentimes hire from within, but we are looking for an extra special person to join our Newport team and manage the skin boutique, manage everything from employees to the operations. You work with all of us, all the, the corporate team. It's really, really fun. So if you know anyone and you don't need aesthetic experience, that is not a requirement. We can teach you all about aesthetics, but if you're really good with customer service, you have experience in retail, experience in some kind of beauty and skincare industry is a plus, but you do not need to be a medical manager. That is not what we're looking for. We are looking for someone who works well with others, can manage, is dynamic, uh, hardworking, but also likes to have fun. Cause that's what we do with the treatment. We like to have a lot of fun. Oh, this is a great question too. I talk about this all the time. Next question is, can cheek filler move from wearing an N95? It's tight and I think I have a divot. That is one of my questions that I will ask all of my patients before I treat them with cheek and under eye filler. Do you wear an N95 mask? Because we have a very large hospital nurse population that we treat at all of our offices. In general, you want to avoid firm pressure on an area that has filler placed in it for one to two weeks. Now, if you are a nurse working in a hospital, you know the past year and a half, you have not gone more than a few days without wearing an N95 mask at work. Um, but what we try to do is that we try to find the longest stretch possible. If you can give me three to four days with an N95 mask, I do think that's pretty safe. Um, with filler, if you think of filler like a really hard Play-Doh, once we place it in the face, that firm Play-Doh gives uh, elevation and enhancement to the area we put it in. If you press on stale Play-Doh really hard, you could flatten it, but it does take a lot of effort. In the cheeks, we will place cheek filler right here, and where do your mask, your mask goes? Right in that area. If you feel the area and you feel a little dip in it, your cheek filler could possibly be, be flattened. It's unlikely, but it could be. Um, it's not a huge deal what I tell people is that you want to try to avoid that firm pressure because you just paid all of this money to push everything forward. We don't want to flatten it out. And usually that's when my patients try to massage things, but I don't like them to massage their filler. I want them to leave it alone and let it settle in. But if you do, if that has happened, come back in and we can feel that area. But I will tell you this one caveat is where we place the cheek filler is in the separation 
between your, typically in the mid cheek, between your malar fat pad and another fat pad that comes lower that turns over. So you naturally, as you age, will get a crease right where your N95 mask goes. Is it the flattening of the filler? Is it the natural separation of your fat pads? It is probably hard to tell, but if you come in and we look at a before and after picture, we can tell you, oh yeah, you know what? It looks like the filler has maybe flattened a little bit. Let's add some more. Or that is your natural separation in the fat pads, and that's just genetically what it looks like. I mean, everyone looks all busted and you're all wrinkly and squished up after you wear an N95 mask. So in general, if you can, you wanna avoid things that are gonna put pressure on your face, swim goggles, sleep apnea, uh, mask, N95 mask, a massage table, anything that would leave a crease on your face for as, a, at least a few days, preferably a week, maybe up to two weeks if you have a lot of filler done. But it's life. We just try to have to find that balance and find what is going to work for you. Okay, this is a great. You guys, I've been having a lot of car trouble lately. Is it time for a junkyard car? Go back and listen to our podcast episode with my dad. We talk about our junkyard cars all the time. My very first car was a baby blue diesel 1976 Mercedes. Okay, when I say Mercedes, you guys, this is this is not luxury Mercedes, okay? This car was 25 years old when I drove it, and it was diesel only. I knew every diesel gas station from here to LA to Orange County, um, and it did not have a radio, so we had a CD player in the back. The back door would swing open, my dad bought it for $200, and his claim to fame was, I think he sold it for $800, and he would tell people all the time, oh yeah, I bought this car for 200 She drove it for a, two years in high school, and I sold it for more money, so that was his thing. So today, the car that died was actually my husband's car. He had the car battery die. I am in the market for a new car. My car, I think, is just a lemon. I'm kind of over it. So if you guys have any car recommendations, let me know. I'm not, I'm not into like super fancy cars, just something. And I don't like three rows. My husband drives the mom mobile. He drives the big ass Suburban. I like two rows. I shove all my kids into there. Um, so yeah, something like a midsize SUV-ish. Let me know what your guys' recommendations are. But I have not been having the best car luck lately. Oh, and then on top of that, you guys, my husband's same car. I took my kids up to Santa's Village in Lake Arrowhead. And if you guys have not gone to Santa's Village and you like doing outdoor stuff, you should go because it is so much fun. We have such a good time. I drove up there and I the car battery died up there. And I don't know why I didn't have it replaced, but AAA, another pro tip, make sure your AAA is always paid for and always up to, uh, like just pay for AAA. That is a life skill because you never know when your car is going to die. All right, next thing, next questions. Oh, this is another great question. It's so time appropriate. What, okay, the question is, best products to help with melasma. Everyone's melasma should be flaring right now, and that is okay, that is all good. You know what, because we've been living life, we've been outside, we've been having fun, and even if we're so good with our on the daily sunscreen, with our pop block and block it sunscreen powder, with our hats, with reapplicating, the heat, the sun is going to stimulate your melasma. What I would recommend doing, enjoy the rest of summer, and in Southern California, you know summer is at least until mid-October because it is still hot into October. Usually I find it turns during Halloween and I have to grab a sweater with my kid's Halloween costume. But just enjoy it. Don't worry about the brown spots yet. Give another month. And then come in for a consultation and we can talk about 
prescription bleaching creams. There are things over the counter. Discoloration defense by SkinCeuticals is really great. You can use a retinol to turn over dead skin cells faster to help the discoloration defense uh, penetrate better. You can use glycolic pads to exfoliate the skin better. Um, sunscreen, uh, making sure you're reapplying your sunscreen still. And then when it gets into fall, chemical peels, Cosmolon peels. If you don't have true melasma, but you have just brown sun damage, we're going to be introducing a brand new treatment next week. So there's lots of options, but what I would say, if you start treating your, your melasma right now and you are enjoying life, it's like starting a diet Thanksgiving weekend. Could you lose weight between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Of course you can. Is it gonna be really hard? Yes, it is. So why don't you enjoy the holidays, enjoy your summer, and then give us a call in a few weeks when you are just having a little bit of downtime and there's less fun stuff going on. Next question. Okay, I am embarrassed to say, but I have a big pimple on my butt crease. Can cortisone shot help? Possibly, that is a possibility. I will tell you this story. I had a patient when I worked in dermatology and he was so sweet, this, this nice, I say kid, he was like early 20s. And he's like, I'm so embarrassed, I have this like, Thing on my butt and I'm about to fly to Chicago and I need to have, I, I don't know what to do about it. So it was in there and it was a big, just an inflamed cyst and I ended up doing an IND on it, uh, irrigation and drainage where I cut it open and squeezed all the stuff out, you guys. And it did not, it did not smell good. They never, a draining a cyst does not smell good. It really does not. But when you're in derm world, like smells, psh, 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 whatever, like those, well, okay, I, I, it doesn't bother me, but now I have a heightened sense of smell where I like notice things that shouldn't smell, if that makes sense. Like bad smells trigger an infection. So that's what I think. So I don't like when stuff smells too potent. But anyways, um, this guy felt so much better. And my medical assistant looked at me. She's like, were you going to pass out? I'm like, no, why? She's like, I was going to pass out and I was across the room. So these, these, these um, things can be very intense. But the patient was so thankful after we drained it because it, it just, it, it's really, really painful. If you have a cyst, and in, there's lots of things that can look like pimples on, on the butt area. You could have a cyst, just an epidermoid cyst. You could ha have something called a pilonidal cyst that's more at the top of the butt, butt crack. That's something totally different. There are some cystic conditions like hydroadenitis, which can cause cystic lesions in the groin area, under the boobs, in the armpits. And many of those can be treated by cortisone shots, um, but some of them are not appropriately treated by cortisone shots. So if you do have this, you, I think you would be best suited to go see a dermatologist and a dermatologist would be able to take an evaluation of you, see what the best treatment is. It could be oral medications, it could be injections, it could be other treatments, um, but it can help, it, it can for sure help you. And you know, everything, we want everything to look good and feel good and don't feel like that is something that you should be embarrassed about because sitting on a big cystic pimple can be really painful. So you should seek treatment for it. But yeah, check out the dermatologist. Next question about lips. Lots of lip filler, lots of filler everywhere for us all the time. All right, the question from our follower is, I am dying to get my lips done, but nervous. Is a lip flip a good baby step? That is a great question because getting lip filler done can be very nerve wracking. If you think about it, well, these are the typical questions that people will have. Is it going to hurt? And I'm, am I going to look crazy? How much is it going to cost? Um, and so all those things come to mind. So if we break those things down one by one, it usually makes a person much more comfortable. So with lips, in my opinion, slow and steady wins the re race. And there are only, there's only so much you could stretch a lip 
before it just looks weird, okay? You can't keep stretching a lip. What happens when people get that ducky lip or that overdone, the Marge Simpson, it is because somebody is trying to make the lip larger than it can go. If you have an extra, extra small lip, you will never have a full lip. Like, I hate to break it to you, but the pink part can only stretch so much. And there is not a wall between the pink part of the lip and the white part of the lip, this white upper cutaneous part of the lip. So when you put filler here, over time, if you put too much, it's going to spread around the mouth. So what you need to know, look for, you need to look for an injector that knows when to say no, who knows when to tell you you need to dissolve, and who will cut you off. If you just keep going from place to place saying, I want bigger lips, I want bigger lips, your lips will only get so much bigger, then around the mouth will get bigger. You can start very small with a very low amount of filler. You can start, you know, usually we'll put a little bit in the lips, finish off that full syringe around the mouth to give the mouth support. And oftentimes people think a full syringe is so much. It is not, it is a tiny, tiny amount. It's way less than you think. Pain-wise, we can make things very comfortable with numbing cream. We can give injections inside the mouth, like at the dentist office to numb things up more fully. It, it can, you can be very comfortable where you are just essentially sleeping through the process. And remember, the filler that we use at our office, it's all dissolvable. So say for some reason you come back and be like, you know what, these lips just aren't for me, I don't love them. You come back, we dissolve them, they go back to normal. They're not stretched out or deflated, problem solved. Now, a lip flip could be a good baby step for some people, but for others, it will not help at all. Lip filler is going to plump up your lips when they are at rest and when they are in animation. So if you have a great set of lips at rest and when you smile, your lip tucks under like this. I need my lip flip, or no, so it flips under. A lip flip would be a great option because when you smile, your lip is going to flip out a little bit. If you have a good lip at rest and a good lip when you smile, your lip does not tuck away, a lip flip probably isn't going to do much for you. It's not gonna hurt, but you might just waste your 50, 100 bucks on it. So uh, with an evaluation, we would be able to tell you Yes, a lip flip might help. No, it might not help. Some people need filler and a lip flip because they have thin lips and a lip that tucks away. So again, it really just depends what your lip looks like. It could be an option, but it may not. We would just have to see you in person. Oh my goodness. Okay, if you just listened to my sorority episode on Through Thick and Skin podcast, I know Megan said she would post some of my sorority pictures and I brought her two fat scrapbooks, but she forgot to take the pictures. So I will take the pictures. Um, you guys are not that scandalous, okay? Like, if this is sorority days in like 2000. But go listen to it, it was a really, really fun episode. I saw one of my sorority sisters and uh, uh, co-advisors the other day, and we were just reminiscing. So sororities are not for everyone, but I had a darn good time while doing it. Next question, all right, from Pixie, this question is, What's a good facial to unclog pores and clean out all the gunk? Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm wearing my mask all the time and I just feel, <laughs> I'm laughing at Pixie. Yes, the TikTok, I know. I said that in the episode of the TikTok. I sounded like I was old. I am old, you guys. I'm not, I'm not 18 like all these TikTokers, okay? But yeah, yes, Pixie, okay. Thank you for listening to the podcast. So appreciate that. Back to the question. What is the best treatment for unclogging pores? Uh, hands down, a derma sweep. A derma sweep facial is the best because one, we unclog the pores in multiple ways. We suck, use a light suction, not to damage the skin, to suck out all of the gunk on your face, take off all the dead skin, then the esthetician steams your skin, goes back and does deeper extractions to take out the blackheads, and then your skin feels so smooth, so extracted, so clean. 
Now, one thing to this, if you come in with 40 blackheads, we cannot get them out all in one treatment, okay? You are going to need multiple treatments. So some people wanna come in, pay for a 30 minute facial, and then get all pissed when their 50 blackheads aren't all gone. That's not how this works, okay? So just have realistic expectations that even if you have seven blackheads and the esthetician is only going to get out what she, she or he is comfortable with getting out without damaging your skin. Sometimes we have to loosen them up. We have to use retinols or glycolic acid. So again, no, nobody has perfect skin. There is very few people that have near perfect skin, I will say. I have looked at skin, tens of thousands of faces of skin, and I can name on my one hand the people that I was like, wow, their skin looks like flawless, like truly flawless, like how everyone looks on video with filters and makeup, okay? It just doesn't exist. So throw those unrealistic expectations out the door and just know having a little bit of, a little pores and a little blackheads, that's all okay. And it's all okay, it's all very normal and have realistic expectations with your esthetician services too. Usually whatever you're gonna do, try to shoot for three in a row. Do three derma sweeps in a row for three months. Do three facials in a row for three months. And that way there you can just get the better results because you are being more consistent with it. All right, next question about makeup. Again, I'm not a makeup person, but uh, if you, okay, I have oily skin. What primer or foundation do you use? Uh, okay, Courtney Dapper, who gave us all of us makeup lessons. Uh, I hate saying this. I don't really use a primer. I don't, I don't really use a foundation very much. But if I do use a foundation, I usually use our Derma Blend and I mix it with our On The Daily sunscreen. I just do a light mix of both and rub it on everywhere. And then I usually just use more concealer over my melasma and then I powder on top of that. If you, with oil production, it's very hard. If you have oily skin, you're, you're gonna have oily skin, but there are things you can do to try, try to decrease the oil. Things like glycolic acid, retinols can be helpful. And there's actually an oral pill called spironolactone that can help regulate your testosterone, which can help decrease oil production. There's a lot more that goes into that prescription that we have to counsel on, but just know there are things that can be helpful for it. If, if you have, I mean, yes, there are better primers and foundations that are going to help, but if you're oily, a primer or foundation will not stop your oil production or lessen your oil production, it will just make it better in. But yeah, if you guys, um, let's see, anyone on here has any makeup recommendations for oily skin, please drop them in the comments. I know our listener would greatly appreciate that. But if you have oily skin, come see us because I can help you with the skin part of things. Okay, next question is, can you tell me what skin products are safe to use during pregnancy? The answer is, ask your OBGYN. No, that's like the legal answer for it. Um, it just joking. So in general, in general, if you look at your cabinet, and anything that has acids in it, okay, don't come at me yet with like, you can use some acids. Anything that has acids, put it like to the side, okay? Salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, even glycolic acid, let's just put that aside for now. Those ones, you want to ask your OBGYN, the person managing your pregnancy, if they are okay with you using that. Another thing to add to that pile is retinols, things like Retin-A, Tretinoin, retinols, let's put that aside. Go ask your OBGYN. Um, some people will recommend that you can use glycolic acid or lactic acid. I think that's a, 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 a question for someone who's managing your specific situation. Hyaluronic acid is an exception. Hyaluronic acid is more of a moisturizer that stays at the surface of the skin, so you can use hyaluronic acid. Um, with, um, uh, with pregnancies, 
I always just try to take care of the issues at hand. Don't try to fix anything. Minus if you're breaking out with acne. You know, if you're starting to break out with pimples, let's find you some treatments that can help your acne. If you're dry, let's help that. If you have brown spots with pregnancy, just forget about it. Put makeup on. There's no point in trying to treat them while you're pregnant because your hormones are raging and they're just all kinds of crazy. So it's better to wait after your pregnancy. Come in for facials early in your pregnancy because that way we can see what's going on with your skin, what kind of changes are going on, make those specific recommendations based on your skin. Because sometimes when you're pregnant, your skin gets extra dry. Sometimes it gets extra oily. Sometimes it just goes crazy. So that's something that we can help you with. But in general, a good cleanser without any without the salicylic acid in it, a sunscreen, moisturizer, eye cream that moisturizes, um, if, if you're used to using glycolic acid and you don't want to use that, switch to a physical exfoliant, like a scrub, like our Buff It Up scrub or the SkinCeuticals Micro Scrub. Those are all things that just can help your skin feel a little bit better during that kind of rough time. Rough, rough time. Okay, oh, great question. Okay, Erica, hi, how are you? Uh, any particular amount of time you need to wait postpartum for basic treatments like facials? I would get a clearance from your doctor because I think it just, I mean, kind of depends if you had a vaginal delivery or a C-section. It's when you feel comfortable enough to lay on your back flat. That might be six weeks, it might be three months, is whatever your body is comfortable with. But when it comes to the skin, you're, you can do it. There's no time you have to wait to treat the skin on your face. I remember I had one patient, she was trying to schedule a really deep laser treatment. She's like, okay, I need it on this day. I was like, okay, like, do you have something going on? She's like, Oh, she's like, oh yeah. She's like, well, no, she came in pregnant. She came in like really pregnant. I was like, you can't do this laser. She's like, no, 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 I know. I'm gonna birth my baby and I'm having a C-section. So the next week I wanna get my face lasered. So I have six weeks to heal. And then I can come out like with this new baby and new fresh skin. And she hadn't had a kid before. I'm like, girl, once you birth a baby, the last thing you wanna do is go through a deep laser treatment on your face. So I talked her out of it. And she didn't even know she was gonna breastfeed or not. You can't do it when you're, when you're nursing either, um, but you can do facials when you're nursing, I will say that. So again, it's when you feel comfortable to lay on your back. I know a lot of mamas come out like at that six week range, they need a, that break, they have maybe a, um, a babysitter or grandma to help watch the baby for an hour or two, but it's when you feel comfortable to lay on your back. And let our staff know if you are nursing or postpartum because they are going to change the treatment to make sure it is really comfortable and really safe for you. Next question from about dermasweep and dermaplaning. What should I do first, a dermasweep or a dermaplane? It's totally personal preference. A dermasweep is going to take all of the dead skin and blackheads and suck, suck, suck and get everything off. It can, if they're doing some extractions, make your skin maybe a tiny bit red, a tiny bit irritated, it's really not bad at all. But what would be nice is to do a dermasweep and like two weeks later, dermaplane, all the peach fuzz and any dead skin that's left over, your skin is gonna be have less blackheads, be really exfoliated and really, really smooth. Where if you do dermaplane first, you'll wanna wait about two weeks for your dermasweep and then your little peach fuzz can start to grow back in and it just isn't going to be as smooth. So I would recommend dermasweep first and then dermaplane. That'd be really great right before you're getting married or a, a class reunion or something like that, like a really, really nice event. Our next question is from, let's see, it looks like someone who has an electrolysis business. Any advice on growing clientele when opening your business for the first time? Great, great question. 
So number one is you have to grind it out. I think there's some there's some quote that an overnight success takes 10 years to build. So when you see someone like, oh wow, look at the treatment opened and they had were full from the start and so busy from the start. I've been doing this stuff for 12 years, 12 years before we opened this up. And so it's, it doesn't happen as quickly as you think. What I truly believe is you have to chip away at word of mouth, talk to everyone you know, and not in a salesy way. You just wanna educate people about what you do. Uh, volunteer with stuff, go to things at your local city. Mom groups are really great. Um, I, what I do not really firmly believe in for a small self-care business is influencers. Most influencers can buy. We worked with some, most of them were not great. Um, but I do, I will tell you there are powers in the micro influencers or these tastemakers where say it's a mom in your community who has 2000 followers, you know, maybe talk to her about, Hey, would you do want to do some trades where I give you some electrolysis treatments and then you can kind of promote my business. That's something that I think is really cool. Never pay someone to promote your small business. Um, do not pay for Yelp ads. Do not pay for Facebook ads. Do not pay for SEO search on Google. Don't do any of that. In this personal service industry, it has to be word of mouth. It has to be organic. You have to provide the best service ever with a smile, get some waters, get some snacks. Like all these little things make such a difference. Make sure your room is clean as possible. Clean the smells. Don't eat food in your electrolysis room because this is like crazy stuff, but I'm telling you, this is all the stuff that goes through my head all the time. And just be patient with it. If you are brand new, your books are not gonna be full for a while, but that's okay. Just think we need next month to be better than the month before, then better than the month before that. And it will, you will grow as the word of mouth grows. There's nothing more powerful than word of mouth. So just do a good job, take care of your clients, follow up, provide really good authentic care, and you cannot go wrong. And don't spend a lot of money on advertising. It's all bullshit. Okay, well, speaking of business, I'll give you one more business tip to end, end this. Okay, this is from Ivy Med Spa. Do you have tips for onboarding a new employee and building a great culture? I think great culture starts from the top. You need to lead by example, whether that's following, you have to follow the rules. So if your office has a mask mandate, wear the darn mask, okay? Um, you know, make sure you are you following the rules that you implement and you you have to genuinely show that you care care for people, um, making sure you know everyone, you, you know their lives and their backstories. And I always ask my employees, what kind of what are your goals and everyone's goals are different some some employees goals are to work less days a week some employees goals are to make more money some are to just find that life balance some want to have two months of vacation so just understanding everyone's goals and trying to tailor it the best for them i think is is really important um and also trying to do fun things outside of the office. I mentioned earlier, we had a makeup lesson with Courtney Dapper where we brought all of our medical providers in and we're, none of us are really big makeup people. Like we're, if you're in medicine, you usually don't, you don't wear that much makeup. Like you don't do much. You got your scrubs and your hair up and you got blood and fluids flying everywhere. So it was really fun because we had this time where she kind of showed us 
this is how you apply primer. This is how you apply bronzer. And it was just really fun. We had some like champagne and it was a really, really good time. We do esthetician retreats where we've gone to hotel and we do a big dinner. And then we also do some like lunch and learns. Uh, we try to bring in reps to bring in lunches because everyone likes some lunch. We like to treat people to coffee. Um, but I think just genuinely understanding the employees' needs and making stuff comfortable for them. So for me, I always go out of my way. In Claremont, we have this situation where there's no space big enough for us. So we have four buildings in the Claremont Village. And one thing that was important to me is that we didn't have a, have a great break room. So we actually found a building that where we have a laundry room and a break room so people can go and relax and sit. Um, so we're, and we're just trying to make things more comfortable for people. If your chair that you sit in all day is uncomfortable, let me know, I'll buy you another chair. Because if you're sitting in a shitty chair all day and then I expect you to be a good employee when your back hurts every night, that doesn't make any sense, right? So you have to spend the extra money to make sure all your patient or all your employees are happy. Um, sometimes you get a bad seed and that's something you have to take care or figure out otherwise. You can't make every employee happy. And the ones that are like loyal and solid and would like throw down for you, you should throw down for them and take care of them because they take care of you so much and it's just a great cycle. They take care of you, you take care of them, everyone's happy. Uh, I will tell you during the pandemic, we didn't have anyone want to like take off and go on unemployment. Everyone wanted to work in some capacity, whether it's from home, online, doing virtual consults, and I you know, really appreciate everyone. And so we just try to make it the best we can. And you, that comes out when, when the talk isn't always about like business and making money and margins, that people can see through that. People, uh, your employees will see that your goal is to make money. And that's a, a business's goal has to be successful and you have to be able to pay the bills and take care of people and have capital to expand. Like that's, that should be the goal. But when you're pushing people so hard, to, to generate revenue and that's like your one main pushing factor, I don't, I, I don't think that builds a great community. So take care of your patients. They will take care of you. This is a great live. Thank you so much for joining. And if you have questions, join me next week live on Friday and have a great weekend.